I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to another edition of International Marmalade. It's the bonus episode in the Australian Jams feed. My name is Michael. Oh my God, it's not Michael though. My name's Mick Everett. What well, is Michael? But you just don't tell people that. I know it is Michael. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I've never called you Michael in my life. No, no. This is all staying in, by the way. Yeah, and, and I th- I mean, I guess people know who you are, though, Gemma. I'm Gemma. I still always introduce myself at the start of every episode that I do of everything, even when it's a it's a podcast episode that's just me. I'm Gemma Bastiani. Hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> oh, we're off to a good start. I'm really um, I'm enthused today. Can you tell? Yeah. No, I can. It's, it's a miserable, miserable day outside. Uh, it's been yet another wild, strange month. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, we're halfway through the year. The year that feels wasted. Um, we're back into oh. spike zone, so things are getting mm. worse, not better. Uh, yeah, everything's quite stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, one this this is going to be a corny segue, but you know one thing that's keeping us going, though... A bit of incredible new music. <laughs> I just did what you might call a full body eye roll. <laughs> yeah, you totally did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just... My brothers and my father have conditioned me to re- recoil at lame jokes. <laughs> You you set yourself up for it. You knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally set myself up for it on purpose. Oh, you know? man. But, yeah, there is some actually, like, really good music that's come out recently, Australian and international. Mm. Recorded some Australian jams that you would have heard last week, um, yesterday, and, yeah, there was just too much to choose from, and I, I haven't felt that way um, in a really long time where there's just so much that I want to pick that I can't. Whereas usually 
I'll be like, oh yeah, there's maybe five songs and i got to whittle it down to three. But this this week it was about ten. I was like, oh God, I can't choose them all. What am I going to do? Yeah, so, uh, that's why the Australian Jam's Spotify playlist exists, so I can chuck all those other songs in there. But still, it was stressful. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. What are you going to kick us off with? <coughs> A cough, apparently. Um, (laughs) I would like to start with, um, Tourist and the Range with the song Last. Um, I started to get into Tourist last year. Um, I don't know what it was that turned me on to Tourist, but I was a big fan. I'm a big fan of these kind of like soundscapey songs, um, kind of soundtrack songs almost where they fit that sort of vibe. Um, and this song is just one that I would love to every night just like calmly fall asleep listening to, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's not, I wouldn't call it dreamy, but it's just so relaxing to me the way the beat, it it changes, but it's not sudden change the way that it just moves through all those different feels. It's such an interesting song. Yeah, I just want to, like, every time it comes on, I just want to lie down and close my eyes to listen to it. Oh, oh, that's really quite a lovely way to experience this song. Yeah. You, you, your face like just got all, like, really, um, I don't, what's the word? Forlorn. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's not how I <laughs> would have read that at all, but cool. <laughs> no, it's it's really, I think... When a song just has that immediate power over you, mm. like that's very powerful, you know. Um, it's funny when you sent through your songs this week, I thought that there's one song on this list that I thought, oh, you sent this through because you think I won't like it. Like it's happened in previous I, weeks. I, I know feel like which this one you're choosing thing. as well. I know yeah. which one you're talking about. But I feel as though you sent through this one because you know that I love this. Oh, I, love I didn't know this that. Song. Oh, I had no it, idea. It, there's a heap of like caribou and fortet mm. kind of references in here, which you know, I love both of those artists. Um, yeah, I, I just I can't rave about this enough. It's got such a kick to it when those drums come in. Um, there is such a strong feel and mood set up. And you're right; those drums don't feel like they they smash you over the head. They mm. just they just add this kind of gravelly kind of bass to it all. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I love this. Yeah, it's really, I find it really calming. And a lot of tourist music hmm. I find very calming, which is probably important right now. Uh, yes. Yeah, given everything. Uh, yeah, should we hear totally. a bit of it? Let's do it. So this is Tourist and the Range with Lust. was a bit of tourist and the range with last and I've apparently half lost my voice in that break. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm thinking of moving things to a slightly more somber kind of state. I want to go Phoebe Bridges 
with yep. a cut off her new record, Halloween. Um, the record is called Punisher. It has been getting so much coverage lately. Um, like everywhere's writing about it, and you know, and for good reason. Um, I think for someone to have only released what two records in the past two years, I mean, that's number one, that's pretty prolific. But for them both to be incredibly strong, um, it's so exciting. And this one in particular has a very sort of interesting kind of experimentation to it. And it, but it, it doesn't feel like she's completely going out of left field. Like it still feels very much in the wheelhouse of Phoebe Bridges. Like she's established a sound already. And I think that's, you know, obviously she's an artist that will, that will, that's in it for the long haul. Mm. Um, yeah. I, th- this whole record's great. This is a, one of my favourite cuts from it. To say that I was not surprised you chose a Phoebe Bridges song would be an understatement. <laughs> um, this, yeah, I. This is really like just beautiful, but like quite dark at the same time. And mm. the thing that kind of shocked me back into a tension, I guess, um, was when those vocal harmonies towards the end come in that there's no hint whatsoever throughout the song that they're coming. Um, there's no yeah. reason to expect that to happen. And they come in, and it just like adds this different dimension to the song um, towards the end, which I found really interesting. It was a really interesting uh, artistic choice, I guess. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was. it's cool. Yeah. But again, like I've been trying not to listen to too much like sad music while I live alone in isolation. <laughs> yeah, look, that's true. That that's true, and yeah, I, I'm sure. I, I actually wonder whether the kinds of music we're listening to at the moment reflects our current situation, like our living situation, whether we are isolated in isolation or whether we're living with a partner or parents or housemates. I think I'd be worse off if I was living with a partner in isolation. <laughs> that that would definitely be worse for me than yeah, living alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Just in case uh, anyone was wondering about how I feel about being around people. <laughs> oh, you must be loving this. I just love no. being able to leave people when I don't want to be around people anymore. <laughs> mm. But when you live with someone, yeah. you can't. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Shall we hear it? Yeah, rather than talk about my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. We can talk about that in the next bracket. Um, this is Phoebe Bridges with Halloween. That was Phoebe Bridges with Halloween. Gemma, what's up next? I'm going to give everyone whiplash and I'm going to choose the song that you think I chose because you wouldn't like it, which is not why I chose it. I had a very specific reason for choosing this song. So I've chosen um, 
a song from Kenzie called Exhale featuring Sia. Is this the one that you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the reason I chose this, not only is this a really good song, I wanted to highlight this whole like idea that Kenzie could have very much been just a Nickelodeon pop star and that kind of vibe, you know what I mean, and appealed to that market, made a lot of money off it. But I think this song and the and her previous single, I think it was called Motives, I think very much indicates that she's a legitimate musician and actually working very hard on her craft, being a better musician, releasing better music, and actually making a career of it when her music career could have been a bit of a joke earlier on given her past in like reality TV and things like that. I'm thoroughly impressed with this song. I think this song is so expertly crafted and obviously having Sia feature on it is a is a big bonus because Sia mm. is an incredible songwriter and all that sort of stuff. But I think it's just a really strong and punchy song. I like how the chorus is so different stylistically. It like throws you off that little bit. It's just a really, really great song. And it's like we say like a big pop song. But you know how we talked um, very early on in like Not Local, so the earlier iteration of this show, that Billie Eilish is doing pop music differently and she's showing you that pop music can be different. I think this pushes further in that direction than it does in a typical pop direction. And I find that really fascinating. So... You think I hate this? No, no, no. I didn't think you hate this. <laughs> I did, That's not why I chose it. But as soon as you said that earlier, I knew that you were talking about this mm. song. Do you hate this? I love this song. Okay, awesome. I'm so glad that you sent it through. It reminds me so much of the Neptunes. Yeah, true. The production is such a Pharrell Williams, Neptunes thing. Um, I really like how dark it feels. Mm. Um Especially those, I don't know how to describe it, but there's like where the drums drop out and there's those stabs and then the drums pick up for like a bar and then it drops out mm. and the drums come back in. Such a strong Neptune's vibe, such a strong funky kind of pop vibe, which in the pop music that I've been listening to and perhaps I don't listen to as much as, as you do, I haven't heard this stuff for a while, so that's really exciting to hear this kind of sound be fused with with modern pop. I think this is... uh, I don't think I actually do listen to that much pop music, even though I do bring Mm. in a pop song every week, just to, (laughs) like, weirdly defend myself for for nothing. Um, I think this is really refreshing, though. You're, You're right. It is refreshing. It's different to what pop felt like it was going in the direction pop music felt like it was going in outside of what Billie Eilish was doing. I think we need to be really yeah. specific when we separate her from the herd, I guess, because she is making stuff that's so different to everyone else. And this is the first song on a big scale, not on like a local Australian scale or anything like that. First song I've heard on a big scale that really does kind of follow that direction more than a Taylor Swift or something like that. And both are mm. good, but they're different. Mm, mm. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of this song. I I did like the previous single as well, which was quite good. <clears throat> so I, I don't actually... I've never heard of Kenzie before. So when you gave that background of being Nickelodeon star, reality TV, I didn't know any of that. So that's... 
changes how I understand this song a little bit now. So she's she was on that show Dance Mums. Oh, right. And her sister is the one that's been in all of Sia's music videos. Oh. So she's the younger sister. Yeah. Huh. Hence, hence the Sia feature, maybe. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, yeah. you know, yeah. if you can use those sort of connections for, for good, like to actually yeah. craft something great rather than just put you in the right spots, why not? Fucking do it. And it's worked out great. Totally. But the, I think the reason it feels more legitimate is because the previous single was very good too. Um, it's mm. not like this has come out of nowhere because Sia's on it and that's it. She's been building to this, I think. Um, and I, I full respect for her to like break those shackles of whatever um, whatever the show or, or any of those other things have done to her image, I guess, her brand, and really mm. kind of paved something different to what a lot of others are doing, which I think is cool. Totally. Should we hear totally. some of this one? Let's do it. It's called Exhale. It's featuring Sia and it's by Kenzie. Watch me do it, watch me own it That was a bit of Exhale featuring Sia by Kenzie. Mixes turn for his second song. It is. Um, I wanted to chat about Dent May uh, and his new single, I Could Use a Miracle. Um, I came across Dent May a long, long, long time ago. I think probably at least 10 years ago now when the old music site used to run didn't just feature Australian artists. Um, wow, that is, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It would have... I think it... Manf pushed to Australian music probably in 2011. So I think this is probably 2010, maybe. Or maybe even before that, when I came across Dent May. I definitely did not know you then. No, no. Far out. No, we didn't know each other then. Yeah. We barely know each other now. No, that's a joke. <laughs> Oh. No, that was a joke. Yeah. Gemma, is it? It's Gemma, right? No, yeah. that's not my name. Uh, <laughs> well, Mix isn't my name, so, you know. <laughs> um, a friend of mine went, or two friends of mine who were together, went and spent a year overseas. One spent a year in Canada, one spent a year in Europe, in Germany, I think. And... The person that was in Germany had a friend who had spent, a Czech friend who had spent a year studying at University of Mississippi, maybe, or at least a university in Mississippi. Yep. And that's where Dent May is from. And this person had formed a really strong friendship with Dent May. And I think maybe when they toured, my friends both ended up in Canada together. And I think they might have seen Dent May and had a chat with him and went to a house party with him or something. Okay. Um, and I remember them telling me about this singer-songwriter that uses the ukulele because, you know, that was a thing, a, lo- a big thing like 10 years ago. Right before Vance Joy really took off, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Vance Joy kind of capitalised on a lot of that stuff, I guess. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, and they came back to Australia and they were sort of, oh, Michael, you, or Mix, you know, <laughs> um, you like, you like you've music. Really, you've really pulled the curtain you know up today. Guy? I know, I know. <laughs> um, and I listened to him and featured him on the site and, and just sort of seen his name crop up once in a while over the past decade, but haven't really spent a lot of time listening to him anymore. Yeah. Um, and I thought I'd press play on this new one and it it feels so confident it feels it feels like a throwaway song in so many respects um but it has this swerving kind of funky feel to it all uh that that i guess keeps your interest so it doesn't just throw it into the throwaway basket oh yeah that that's a cute song whatever yeah there's enough in it that I don't know, adds interest and, and his voice is so, like, it's such a classic kind of crooner style, like, w- way of singing, which which I love. And, yeah, it's a throwaway song, but, but I love it. The fact that you kind of shouted out, like, that era, I think, mm. is really relevant to this song because as soon as I listened to this, I was like, yes, this is the music I was listening to in 2009, 2010, like... In terms of um, international music, I guess, Australia was a little bit different. But internationally, um, yeah, this is very much that kind of music. Mm. I I did want to flag that I listened to this right after I listened to the Phoebe Bridges song because I listened to the three you sent through together. Mm. And I just, like, it woke me up (laughs) after, like, not the, you know what I mean? Like, it so completely different. That yeah. it just completely threw me. I was just like, oh, I was not expecting this. But also I should have expected this from you type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're always going to get an eclectic bunch of songs. I mean, both of us. That's... I tried to do that this week. Yeah, and I think you really... I mean, I think we deliver each and every week. <laughs> or each and every month. <laughs> I mean, you are going cheesy today, aren't you? Um, there are also a lyric in this one that I like. I just can't help what I feel. And I'm just like, so many people can mm. just relate to that. It's such a simple line, but it's just like perfect. Yeah, yeah it's it, that's, and I guess that's what I meant about it being such an easy, yeah. cute kind of love song that is so relatable. For people with feelings. Like, yes, yes, true. <laughs> for, for, for actual people with feelings, uh, no. Um, for everybody, Gemma, I mean, this is the power of music, right? Even lets people with that are... robotic tendencies <laughs> an avenue to feel. Uh, yeah, maybe I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love it. It sounds as though you love it too. Maybe we should hear it. This is Dent May with "I Could Use a Miracle." I could use a miracle now. God build it. That was Dent May with I Could Use a Miracle. Gemma, 
It's your final song. What do you got? Uh, I feel like shouting out that Mix had to do that twice because he wasn't concentrating. Always throwing him <laughs> under the bus. It's my favorite thing to do. I have chosen, surprise, surprise, New Glass Animals. It's called Heat Waves. God damn it, I love this band with my whole heart. Um, I saw them February when they came and did that tour and it was very much a tour to test, I feel like I'm saying tour weird, um, to test (laughs) Joe's ability to play shows like that and that sort of stuff. I think it was like Joe's third show or something after his accident, which is a pretty big deal and we were chatting to them afterwards and um, they were all psyched to play Splendour this year and, and all that sort of stuff, but obviously that wasn't able to go ahead. But it meant they were ramping up for something, which got me instantly excited. And they have been kind of dropping songs throughout the year. This one, again, they seem to kind of take great things from their most recent release and then add a little bit to it and then release a new song. And it's always kind of that just that little step up, step up, step up from them. Um, so you can very much, even though this song is so very different to say, the first album and like Gooey that really got them on the map. You can hear all those elements, but you can hear all these different things that they've added to it as well. And it creates just this kind of, um, it's like a homely vibe because you you know where the roots are, you know where it's come from, but also um, it's an exciting new listen at the same time. And I, mm. I feel like I've said this probably once an episode, but it's so hard to retain what, you're you're about as a band while still making something new and these guys i think are really leading the way when it comes to that Mm, mm. yeah it feels weird to say this but i think this song kind of revolves around the tom Mm -hmm. like when that tom first hits before the drums properly drop in like it's set it lowers you into this kind of this this bed that that the song kind of revolves and and um luxuriates in for want of a better word luxuriates um, luxuriates if i could say it properly that would also be better um yeah I, I i found this very very cool i know it's a band that you've loved for a long time and i thought oh class animals yeah that's one of Gemma's favorite bands great and i realized uh do I actually know any Glass Animal songs? <laughs> <laughs> and realise I probably don't. Uh, although when you said Gooey before, I thought, oh, that does ring a bell. Um, I resisted Glass Animals for a really long time early on mm. because Gooey made me feel uncomfortable, that song. Oh. Um, I don't know what it was about it, but it made me feel so uncomfortable that I just it put me off so much. So as a single, I never really got into it. But once I released a, a record, that's when I could really understand what I liked about this band outside of that one single. And then that's when they really got me hooked. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they're, they're definitely one of those bands that I've heard about heaps, but never actually properly gotten into. And I think maybe because of the area, the area, the era that they started up in i was expecting more of a indie guitar kind of band have they ever been that that sort of sound not really okay well um i'll just cut all those notes out then no (laughs) um 
Well, I think what what I really love about this though is, I mean, yeah, the fact that the views of the Tom is almost like a centering kind of device, but also the cut between the verses and the choruses. Like, there's no faffing about. It's really, in many respects, it's just all about giving the listener what they want, but doing it, but u- utilizing the craft in a really interesting, smooth kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I adore this band. The fact that Joe's been able to get back from that accident and, you know, go right into this and for his comeback to be ruined by a global pandemic, bit annoying, but it's just, yeah. and they're just lovely people as well, which I think makes you endear the, like, enjoy their music more because you just like the people it's coming from too. I think that has an impact. Just like with a local band, like Alexander Biggs is a good example because he's just such a nice person and his manager is one of our best friends and it just makes you like the music more and that's very much part of this as well, I think. They make great music but they're also great people. So therefore, like they signed a record for my dad's birthday because they found out my dad loves them you know like they do these little things that are just so nice and my dad just like didn't even realize that the record was signed when i gave it to him i was like dad appreciate (laughs) this he's like oh they're australian band are they like no (laughs) but um there's a fun fact actually relating to my dad he if he's testing out speakers in a store to choose speakers he'll always play glass Mm. animals so that's a fun fact yeah I don't know what that says about my dad or about glass animals, but that's what he does. They sound good on speakers. I, I according mean, to my dad, yes, I think they sound yeah. good anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's hear some of this. It's called Heat Waves. It's by Glass Animals, and we'll come back. You look so broken when you cry. One more, and then I say goodbye. Sometimes all I think about is you. Bad nights in the middle of June. That was a bit of Heat Waves by Glass Animals, and it's up to Mix's last song. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about a song from Chloe and Hallie. Uh, it's called Forgive Me. Um, it's off their new album called Ungodly Hour. And I think, I can't remember where I saw it. It must have been on on YouTube. I've been getting a heap into YouTube, like th- this year in particular, in, in pandemic especially. We actually spoke about it on, on our podcast, um, the Isolation Podcast, not to Shameless do plug. any cross-promotion here. I do that all the time too. I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we speak a heap about YouTube and oh, but just like things. YouTube music or actual like YouTube videos. YouTube videos. I haven't. I don't really use YouTube for music. Like I just use Spotify. Yeah. Um, but occasionally I'll like watch a clip or like I'll often watch like music reviews on YouTube. What sort more of? Than... Please tell me you've been watching like YouTube trash. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I don't really watch much trash. Elle, my partner, I mean, I would argue that she's been watching a bit of YouTube trash. What, hang on, what do you mean by YouTube trash? Though? I don't know. I just, my friend Laura, who is Adeline, who's been on Australian Jams, mm. she loves mm. all that sort of stuff. And I find it so funny. And I just wanted to hear more people leaning into that. Oh, I mean, I love watching like people that organize their lives, like organizational people, um, people that do DIY videos. Are you like <laughs> that, 60? That's my whole thing. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're all like my age or younger. I have watched. And some recently that are like anti-MLM YouTube videos, which I find fascinating because it's like the whole cult thing. So I have been watching some of them recently. Yeah. Don't join an MLM, don't join a cult is the moral of that story. That's a pretty good moral of a story. Right. If a story was going to have any kind of moral to it, it would be don't join a cult. Don't join a cult. Don't join an MLM. Yeah. So that, you were talking about YouTube in relation to this song and I got yes. us off track. Apologies. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, I think I must have seen this crop up on the trending tab on on YouTube. And I think I must have seen this band's name on somewhere in a Facebook, in an endless Facebook scroll. Um, and I thought, oh, they... they st- these two and I at that point I think I'd cottoned on that they were sisters I thought oh that that's kind of cool a sister duo I finally pressed play and I was so taken aback because I wasn't expecting something that was as as slinky as as slightly dark mm. as the work that they're doing um I think these two came up through like a Disney. I feel as though they they were like child actors or something. Also, oh, like another um, another one relating to back to my song. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, don't quote me on the exact uh, origin story of Chloe and Halle, but I know they've done a bit of acting. I think they've done stuff with Beyonce. So, and you hear a heap of Beyonce in in this song in particular, but to me, you also hear someone like FKA Twigs, mm. but like a a for want of a better word, a, a safer kind of version of FKA Twigs, but one that still kind of situates itself more concretely in the confines of American black R and B. So. Just while you were saying that, I fully agree. But also, one of them was cast as 
Ariel in Disney's live action Little Mermaid. Oh. So that's okay. the Disney connection there. They're both actors though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what they're they're at least a double threat. I mean they can probably dance as well, so triple threat, you know. And there's two of them. So <laughs> I thought uh, you meant double threat as threat. in there were two of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> a six tuple threat then. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the other one has been in that show Grownish. The spin off. Okay, of I don't know that. All right, yep. I'm just gonna keep looking at what what they've been <laughs> doing. doing. Oh, some they're live in lemon they're research. in lemonade, so they have worked with Beyonce. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I, it's it's a really, really good album too. If um, people like the sound of it, definitely go and... They've uh, opened for Beyonce yeah, before get around as well. It. Okay. Which is insanity. There you go. That's cool though. Yeah, yeah. Good good get. Opening for Beyonce. Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess we could add this that to our CV. Sure. Casual. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'll stop looking at Wikipedia pages now. Uh, very <laughs> cool song. I I thought the beat for this was really sick. Like, mm. the, the yeah, it immediately caught me. Was that beat more so than any more so than anything else in the song? I don't know. I started there. Um, that kind of drew me in to then enjoy the song more. Yeah. 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 I I just think. Yeah, the beat, but the way the vocals move around the beat, they don't feel straightforward. They kind of glide a bit. Um, yeah, it's it's sophisticated R&B, which, you know, I guess more and more R&B has this kind of sound now as more and more people experiment. Um, but this feels so, so completely realised. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Very, very cool. It's pretty sick. Let's hear a bit of it. This is Chloe and Hallie with Forgive Me. That was a little bit of Chloe and Hallie with a single off their album. Singles called Forgive Me. Gemma, we're done. Yeah. Another round of six international marmalade songs. You are being super lame today. Why? What's happened to you? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It's what we're recording. Another peek behind the curtain. We're recording this on a Friday morning. I'm looking outside and... The sky is so grey, it looks horrible. Um, it's just, the world's just weird. I mean, that's that's one word for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> really bloody messed up is another way of putting it. Um, and I just feel, why not inject a bit of, a bit of life <laughs> into people's ears? Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Nor do I, actually. <laughs> Um, what am I doing? I've got a couple of pieces on deadline today, so I better write those. Uh, about footy, of course. Yes. But I, what else am I doing? So, my brain just stopped. Um, 
obviously continuing all my footy stuff, um, but also just women in sports stuff. So I, I have mentioned this on Australian Jams before, but I want to mention it again. Uh, the fact that mm. Australia and New Zealand won the bid to host the 2023 Women's World Cup, Football World Cup, is like a really big deal. And mm. uh, in my little group at Siren, a women in sport collective, it's, it's just like so uplifting to see women's sport being taken more and more seriously in Australia. Obviously, uh, mainstream media don't consider it so, but it's a big deal that we've got that. We've got the Women's Basketball World Cup in 2022. We've put in a bid for the Women's Netball World Cup in 2027. Like, There's so many great things happening, and it's opening doors. So there's a lot of talk about how Australia will have a more serious bid for an Olympic soon because of all of this. And it's like with this women's mm. sport and this interest in women's sport, as long as you're showing it to people and sh- giving people access to it, um, is such a big deal and it can do so many things. And that's why it's just frustrating that a lot of community sport can't happen at the moment because there is so much momentum um, behind women's sport right now and, and young girls getting into sport and things like that. So it's just like you don't want it to stop so hopefully Mm. this announcement means that the momentum won't stop it's just stalled for the moment while everyone has to shut down and and we can go from there so um still doing lots of stuff at siren we've got some changes happening we've got a new batch of um our badges which sold out in two weeks so you can buy them i've got the hiccups now so you can (laughs) buy them again um via our website because, yeah, I've got another whole batch of them sitting on my kitchen table right now. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of really good things are happening amongst the really awful things that are happening in the world right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to focus on that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'll be writing about Buddy Franklin this afternoon and then uh, women's sport for the rest of next week. So, it's yeah, it's good. And then, obviously, Australian Jams... Um, that's been trucking along really nicely. I've had some really incredible guests recently. Last week, um, you will have heard, or hopefully you've heard the episode I did with Nat Vaser, um, which was really lovely because I'm just taking over this right now. Sorry, Mix. No, no, um, that's all right. But we, uh, it, she, I met her for the first time in January when she played at the Australian Jams live recording we did, and that was right before a lot of the bad stuff happened. It was during the fires, mm. but before the pandemic hit. Um, mm. We kind of didn't know what was happening. Um, so it was really nice to speak to her again because it's been six months since we spoke. And she's released this brilliant album in that time. And it's her debut album. And she's put it out. And she's been really incredible with the way she's gone about sharing it with people, um, given the circumstances, given not being able to play live. And I love that. And she goes into a lot of detail in that episode about how she went about recording higher places. And I, I, that's a really fascinating conversation. And then before that, I spoke to Jeremy Neal, who's another old friend of mine who we kind of reconnected to do this episode. And it was just really nice. So it's been a amongst the shit. It's been mm. really lovely to be able to reconnect with some people because a lot of people are just kind of hanging around um, waiting, their lives are on hold right now, so it's really been really nice to reconnect with some people that way. And that is the end yeah. of my rant. <laughs> no, I mean it sounds. I mean, as always, perhaps there is a heap going on in Gemma Bastiani's <laughs> uh, life, <laughs> at least professional profession, you know, career wise. 
Um, I don't have. I mean, I'm on a break at the moment from teaching. Oh, uh, I didn't even get that. Oh yeah, there you go. Well, you're you're deep into second trimester. Yeah. Oh, nearly halfway. Next week will be halfway. Well, yeah, I'm on uh, mid year break. Mid year break. That's nice. Um, which is, yeah, which is kind of nice. It's good to not have to mark essays. I marked my final essay this morning, <laughs> the very last one that 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 came through. Um, and then yeah, but what? It's got two and a half weeks of break, and then. Then it's back to it for another another semester. Um, but we've got the isolation podcast as well. It's oh yeah, I didn't even mention along. my po- other podcast. There you go. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Yes, the isolation podcast. You talk about YouTube videos. Yes, yes. I've already got a plug in for that. Um, we're uh, just over halfway through that. That's uh, we're doing a short season. Um, so six episodes, I think episode four came out last week. Uh, yeah, so that, that's been going really well. Um, it's been, it's actually been a lot of fun just yeah. chatting with, with, with my partner, um, talking about the things that are kind of keeping us well during this ridiculous time. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully, maybe, hopefully, I don't want to commit to anything just yet, um, and put her on record or at least on tape, but hopefully a few other uh, audio projects, shall we say, cool. uh, occurring in the latter half of this year as well. That's cool. Hopefully oh, yeah. by the next International Marmalade episode, things in Victoria have settled down again because um, mm. we have had that awful outbreak and yeah, it's a bit stressful for everyone involved. Uh, yeah. So if you can, I guess, even if you're not in one of the hot, zone pod uh, postcodes just try to stay home and not do too much to try and assist in the flattening of this second curve please totally because it's totally. really stressful <laughs> yeah stressing me out yeah and if footy goes away again i lose a lot more work so please don't do that to me people <laughs> it's all about me obviously but seriously if footy goes away i'm fucked <laughs> I, I mean, I shouldn't laugh at that. Oh, it's That's, true, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's part but of yeah, my job. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just got it all, all right. depressing again. Um, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at GL Bassiani, or you can follow the Australian Jams Twitter, just at Australian Jams. Um, probably I'm more interesting, but it's more about football, so take from that what you will. Mix, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mick Severett, that's M-I-K-S-E-V-E-R-I-T-T. Um, I share stuff on there primarily around new music, but also uh, primarily around new Australian music, but also around the podcast as well. Yeah, that's sort of the best places to go right at the moment. Or, or my website, mixeverett.com. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I have plug. ever directed anyone to my website before. Nor have I until just then, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) Let's wrap this bad boy up. (laughs) Yes, let's wrap this bad boy up. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of International Marmalade. Yeah. We'll see you in in a month's time. In July, June, August. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, January. I 
I forgot what month it was. I thought it was still June for a second, then I realised. I mean, oh Jesus, that's how fucked up this year is. (laughs) See you in August, everyone. Keep listening to Australian jams, please. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.